0: That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful Harris Nidek is back on Money Savage. Welcome back, Harris.
1: Hi George, good to speak with you.
0: Yes, good to have you back. Harris is a CFP and AIFA founding mem- founding partner and managing member of CFS Investment Advisory Services. He's a speaker and a best-selling author. Excited to have you back on. Harris, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: A couple of great questions. Well, first of all, my personal life, uh, married, uh, living the suburban life, uh, a, a dull and boring existence for many but it's a plenty <laughs> of excitement for me uh, two kids uh, one married one about to become married and uh, everybody is self quarantining at the moment but it's all it's all it's all good in that regard uh, professionally um, I'm new at this it's, I'm in my 36th year <laughs> of investment advisory um, we were early in the in the in the advisory space and we went full RIA Back in 1990, 91, so sort of the Mesozoic era for for the fee for the fee business, um, and and we've had a lot of fun growing it. My business partner, and I, Greg Mikowski, also the co-author of the book, uh, and we've we've grown the business and had a lot of fun with that. Um, it's interesting, especially where we are right now with the in the midst of the COVID pandemic. Uh, in, in the 1987 stock market crash, I already had three years of experience, and I and I, and I, I realized at that point it wasn't a job; it was a career. Later on in the 80, in, in the two thousand one two thousand two dot com crash uh, and subsequent uh, revival, I realized it wasn't a career; it was a passion. And by two thousand eight and two thousand nine's great recession and and the market fallout, there, I realized it wasn't a passion. This is our calling. This mm-hmm. is what we do. Nice. So I feel that every every time we go through one of these, I believe that we learned something new and i have learned some new things but more importantly is that i'm able to use that additive uh, all the information that i've been able to gather and 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 all that knowledge is additive and so i've been able to bring everything i lost from the la- everything i gained from the last four losses major losses over the last 35 years i've been able to bring that information and that experience to really help our clients and our 401k uh, employees uh, that we that we consult to um, really help get them through this because this is a very ang- anxious time. The word panic has been thrown around. The word fear is very real. There's a lot of fear in a lot of people, and the question is, is how do you how do you deal with that and how do you translate that into your investing life?
0: Well, amen, right there. So 36 years, the this is now the fifth major market ca- catastrophe. So. So how how do you start the conversation with folks who who maybe this is the first or the second and and they're like oh my gosh what what's going on
1: Well first it it's it I think some of it is about perspective um when people ask me how am I doing when I speak to them, I tell them I'm terrific. And I don't tell them I'm terrific because it's the thing to say. It's because I feel terrific. You know, George, I woke up on the right side of the grass this morning. Everything else is a bonus. Now, what a perspective that is for everybody else. But that's how I live my life. Every day is a blessing. Every day is a gift. uh, And so and so when I'm talking to you, I had a I, a fantastic day. I woke up on the right side of the grass. So, 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 it, so perspective is important. And then when you start to expand that perspective, yes, it's the fifth great, uh, you know, market catastrophe that I've been a part of, but you know what else it is? It's the fifth gr- It's my fifth great, bu- greatest buying opportunity of my career. I've had only, you only get A a limited number of fantastic buying opportunities. Think about it. Six months ago, anyone buying investments, mutual funds, stocks, whatever investment you're thinking about, you were buying great, you you were hoping you were buying great companies at good prices. Yeah. Well, you know, last month we had a chance to take a swing at 35% off, at at 25% off. You can still get in at 10% off. uh, and, and who knows where the future lies? We may go back down again and we may get another swing at 20 or 30 percent. We don't know. Um, we don't know when the market's going to come back. But we do know eventually it's, it's going to come back. So the, the United States stock market is the most counterintuitive market in, in the world, quite frankly, uh, in the sense that if I want to go buy something, whether it's a loaf of bread or whether it's a tie or a pair of shoes uh, or even concert tickets – uh, I'm used to paying full price. And if I get a thing from StubHub or or I get a thing from Groupon or I get an op- a coupon from my store o- about the price of bread and stuff's on sale, I'm really going to go there and, 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 and take a second look. And I might not buy one loaf. I might buy an extra loaf and freeze it, actually, when it goes on sale. In the it, When the stock market goes on sale, nobody wants to buy anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy.
0: What a great— what a great way to think about that and that's that's such a great way to frame it because everybody likes getting a deal, everybody likes a discount, likes some kind of a, some, some kind of an inside track on something and and you're right when the market goes down, um, is that just because people think that it's going to keep going down to zero?
1: Well, that's the fear. And remember, remember fear is a bigger emotion than greed. Hmm. okay? So the fear of loss, is so much greater than any eagerness to gain. If you had some, let's say you you, you, you had $10,000 invested in your 401k account and you made 10%, you went up $1,000, you say to yourself, oh, okay, that's good, that's good, it's a long-term gain, uh, but, you know, it doesn't really move the needle, it doesn't change my life much. But if you have that same $10,000 invested, then you lose $1,000, the same 10%, like, oh my God, how am I ever going to retire? It is a matter of framing. Um, and- and, and the media has a lot to do with this. Um, these days, um, there's always that big bright red zipper at the bottom of all the financial news shows. <laughs> and it usually says something like, market soars 1,000 points. Or, the market plunged 1,000 points. Now, really? Did the market soar? Did they plunge? Or They're just words, George. Right. If, if if we were to go into an elevator into a high-rise building and the up button said soar, I don't really want to get flown into space. Or, and the <laughs> down button said plunge. I'm not getting on that elevator. <laughs> we refer to those what? As an up button and a down button. So I th- I think a lot of this is systematically we're, – we're, we're somewhat desensitized to what the words mean and, 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 and because of – all the messages we get every day, every moment, all the thousands of message, you, you have to use inflammatory language. People start, and, and it's whoever's screaming the loudest at you, uh, get your attention. And all of a sudden, it's markets soar, or markets plunge. They go up, they go down. And by the way, people have to finish that sentence. They go up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So as, as, as you've gained more experience do Do the numbers keep mattering less and less and and, and, and the framing matters more and more?
1: Well y- yes I, I, I think so. I mean in the case of why it, why it hurts so badly to lose money you do have the math does back you up in this regard. you do have some you do have some scientific re, re, you know um, back on this in the sense that if we do go down by say 20%, the market goes down by 20%, which just happened. To break even, you do have to make 25%. In other words, if you go down by 20 and you make 20, you're still not at break even. So the numbers do make, you know, are, are important from the sense of of, of, of of trying to break even and try and get back to where you were. So you at least the numbers are there to support what it is that you're doing. But remember, all that comes from the logical side of our brain. Mm. And, and money is just not an, a logical subject. It's an emotional subject. And because it's an emotional subject, you absolutely have to be thinking in terms of, of again, you know, long term, understanding that the situation we're in right now is very, very difficult. It's more difficult for others, less difficult for some others. It depends on where you live, how you're affected financially, economically. Uh, Have you lost a, a loved one to this? Terrible virus. There's so many different variables right now, but one thing we all have in common: everyone is affected in some way. And I think we can all agree at some point, these moments are going to pass. And I don't know what normal is going to look like. It'll be different, but but we're going to get back to doing most of what we used to do. Maybe not in the same way. And at some point, the stock market is going to come back. There are 30 million businesses in the country. Not all 30 million are coming back. But the large companies in this country have been deemed the S and P 500. Those 500 companies are super large, and most of them are going to come back.
0: Yeah. So when people ask you, what is your, what do you think is going to happen with the economy? What do you think is going to be happening with the stock market? Is is that essentially what the, is 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 that the conversation?
1: It's part of the conversation. I mean, certainly. Again, what I've learned is if. If you want to look foolish, you stand at the end of the cereal (laughs) aisle with your four-year-old and argue about the cereal in front of (laughs) your entire community. Um, But if you want to look extremely foolish, try and predict the next – the next the next move in the market. Um, um, any we all think of ourselves as greater than average intelligence. Um, the old wake will be gone quote about how all the kids in wake woebegone are above average intelligence. Mm. But the fact of the matter is, and 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 some of us are. I'm not even claiming that. It doesn't matter how smart any of us are, none of us are smarter than the market. Remember, each of the last three or four weeks. A devastating – and I mean a devastating uh, unemployment number has been released. And what has the stock market done?
0: Shrugged it off. Yeah.
1: Each and every day. Now, I'm not saying that it's not a, an overall outcome. And I don't know where th- – I'm not making any predictions at all. I'm not in the prediction business. I think that's a fool's game. But but at the same time, you start to piece together – our minds think A to B to C. And the stock market doesn't work that way.
0: No. No, it does not. So, okay, um, so pe- people are, are 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 looking at you for for I guess confidence or to to say okay ev- everything's going to be all right. Um, I, I, I I've I've been sort of looking at this as a combination of what I need to be doing defensively and then what I can be doing offensively. Um, it, it, how how else are you talking to people?
1: That's an excellent point. Excellent point. I, I I think the most important thing to do is to, is you needed to have gone into this with some kind of plan. It could have been with the help of an advisor or even your own plan, but a plan that you had confidence in. Because you're only you're only going to feel you know panic is the emotion you feel when you don't have a plan. When you have a plan, you can start to look at this the way you are describing it defensively. What do I need to get through this? maybe on a strategic basis but on a tactical basis what can i do to to make an opportunity out of this and and, and is there is, is there is there are there new long term trends that are starting to take hold Uh, that I can take advantage of? And the answer is there probably are. Some of them are starting to develop. Uh, Others haven't developed yet. Uh, And and there there are opportunities in in, in both ways. So I think you make a a very, very good point. And if you're going to invest, you're investing in a 401k plan, the most important thing to remember is your time frame is not the next three months. It's not the next six months. It's not until there's a vaccine (laughs) I, you know, assuming that we're all taking good care of ourselves physically and emotionally, we still have 20, 30, 40, 50, some of 60 or 70 years or more to live, uh, and, and, and in some cases, 30 or more years after we've retired. So we our, our time frames are are much longer than we think and we should be investing for those appropriate time frames not the next uh, bit of uh of factoid news that gets that gets thrown out there uh, uh, on the television these days. Yeah, I
0: appreciate that. I think that that you've said a lot of really important things. One of the things that really jumped out was, you know, if you don't have a plan, then you will probably be feeling panic right now. But if you came into this, you have a plan, and assuming that it's sound and investments are quality and all that good stuff, you can say, okay, this doesn't feel very good, but at least I know that uh, when we do come out of this, I'll still be on track. Now we're we're we're, we're talking about, you know, the the average American who is investing in the four hundred one k at at their company, and this is going to be the the, the primary asset for for retirement. Can can every one of those people have a plan, or is that something that, that that is reserved for people that are affluent?
1: Great great question. Well, first of all, there's 30 million people out of work right now, so those are people that may or may not have a plan. If there's money in their plan, they're they're figuring out what they can do with it, so they need to develop a plan, right? So let's say you don't have a plan yet. What are the steps to getting a plan? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean asking your friends for somebody to talk to. I mean, self-reliance, right? So if we don't have a plan, let's, let's start on the basics. Let's get into our own minds a little bit and say, let's focus on, you need something you can focus on today. So here's what I'd like people to do is to, is to focus on today. You have to focus on what you can control versus what you cannot control. There's four super, super uh, important things that you absolutely can control that you got to evaluate right now. Briefly, the first one is, is how comfortable are you with taking risk? And by the way, the way you answered that question even four months ago, is going to be very different than how you're going to answer it right now. If your approach is. I haven't looked at my balance. It's not that big a deal. Or I looked at it once or twice. It's a long term game. Now, you know, you can you can accept probably a little bit more risk if you're flipping out and freaking out and checking the news and checking your your app every day to see how it's doing. Probably need to uh, rein in your risk, because what it means is you've you, absent a plan, you've, you've you've bitten off more than you could chew uh, in terms of your emotions and how much you can handle. And then if, if you're absolutely still in an incredible um, fear mode or panic mode or, oh, my God, I got to do something mode, um, then then you clearly have taken too much risk. Um, So that's the first thing. The second thing that you control is how how much time you can remain invested. Again, this is not about the next month, the next quarter, the next year. If you're 45 and you're going to work another 20 years, you at the minimum have a 20 year time frame. But guess remember that if you get to 65, the actuaries tell us the over under is you're going to get another 20 years after that. So you're really investing for a 40 year time frame. And if you're investing for a 40 year time frame, I don't want to make anybody's heads explode, (laughs) but we're going to experience this three or four or five more times. Yeah. And I don't mean I don't mean the health pandemic, but I do mean the market, you know, cratering. right for sure the next thing you have to, it, you can control your emotions so get a hold you know get, you know again it's you know it's easy to say get a grip but it, 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 you first have to get a hold of your how you fe- how are you feeling right now and then and then get a hold of that and understand that and and try to rein your emotions in and not, and and not and, be, and, and try to be as dispassionate as you can when you invest your money, your, 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 your dollars don't have emotions. They're just pieces of paper. (laughs) Uh, And and last but not least is, well, those are the three big ones. Here's, here's the, here's what you can't. And by the way, people, if we were to look at the amount of time you spend on considering these variables, people spend the least on those three. So where do people, and those are the three things you can control, but people spend no time thinking about these three things. Let's talk about what you cannot control. You cannot control investment returns. But that's where everybody spends their time. They're checking right. and checking and checking. So it's so crazy, you know? So I would say if you don't have a plan, at least focus on what you can control right now.
0: Amen. I think that's excellent right there. So the first just because you're 25 and you have 30 or 40 years does not mean that you should be invested incredibly aggressively if you don't feel comfortable with it. So you need to be comfortable with your investments. How, how long do you have? What is your time horizon? And then be cognizant and recognize those emotions as they pop up. And it's okay to feel a certain way, but not okay to act erratically because of those feelings. So I think that that's, that's, that's excellent stuff right
1: there. I, I do, th- I do think. Look, and by the way, I don't mean to minimize any of this. Anybody who isn't doesn't isn't experiencing fear right now doesn't understand this virus or or doesn't have enough respect for it. It's it's it's. You should have fear for what's going on in the world, and you should have a certain fear for what's going on in the markets. I'm just saying, you probably don't want to take investment advice from your fears, you ever, know. especially now.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, Harris, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Here's my difference making tip you have to remember that investing with investing, History doesn't usually repeat itself, but it almost always rhymes. Remember that every one to three years, the market is going to correct, which most people understand is a 10%. uh, A market correction is considered a down market of 10% or more. Every three to five years, we get what's called a bear market, where the market goes down 20% or more. But every five to 10 years, the wheels fall off the wagon with great regularity. That is what has just happened right now. And even more extraordinarily, not only did we go through a bear market where the market went down by more, than 20%. It was immediately followed right now the market has come back up and is up 20% so some people technically would say you're in a bull market right now. I'm not a fan of using that kind of lingo but the point and I'm not worried about no one ever calls to complain when the market goes up mm-hmm. but remember every one to three years the market's going down 10% with great regularity. It happens all the time. We just don't remember it. Our mind is wired to feel pain. Thank God our mind is wired to not remember it.
0: Well that is great stuff. That definitely it's come on, Come on. Harris, thank you so much for coming back on Where Can Savage Nation Learn More About You?
1: Always on my website, cfsias.com. You can always uh, ping me on LinkedIn. I'm I'm available on LinkedIn as well, and you can learn about what we do, our thoughts, our processes, as well as information about the book there.
0: Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Harris your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to cfsias.com. Follow him on LinkedIn and refresh my memory, Harris. What what is the name of the book?
1: Name of the book is Common Financial Sense: Simple Strategies for Successful 401k and 403b Retirement Plan Investing. Uh, the forward was written by none other than Ted Benna, the uh, the inventor uh, of of the 401k. He's the father of the 401k. Interesting forward by him. And it's a lot of interesting, useful, very readable, and you can find that on Amazon.com, uh, Walmart.com, BarnesandNoble.com, etc.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you again, Harris.
1: Thank you for having me, George. Great speaking with you as always.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.